It's time for the Fanatics Miami Dolphins podcast on the Fanatics Network. episode brought to you in part by Thrive Fantasy, available in the App Store or Play Store, or by visiting their website, thrivefantasy.com. Use the promo code FINADICS when you sign up today, and you will receive an instant $20 bonus on your first deposit of $20 or more. Sign up and hashtag prop up today. Hello, everybody. Jason Sarney here with a very special edition of the Fin Addicts Network podcast. I'm joined with one of my colleagues, Savak Melton of the Fin Addicts Network and the Football Mom on Twitter. If you're a Dolphin fan, you've seen her around. She is the mother of cornerback sensation number 40, Nick Needham. It's Shannon Needham. Good morning to you, Shannon. How are you? Good morning, guys. How are you? We are okay, and of course, uh, you know, we are taping everybody on Saturday morning, the scrimmage morning of the Dolphins, so we all are with a bit of heavy heart within, uh, I believe, an hour of this taping. Uh, you know, Brian Fitzpatrick's mom passed away. Our condolences, heartfelt, are with him and his family. And uh, Shannon, I know uh, in our moments speaking before we recorded, uh, this is a poignant situation, obviously, for anyone, but it, this has hit you as well. Absolutely. Uh, Jason, I just got off the phone with Nick a little while ago, and we both shared the sentiment. Um, Our hearts are very heavy. Um, I'm sending out uh, condolences and prayers and love and comfort to the entire uh, Fitzpatrick family. Um, I can't even imagine what they're going through right now. That's well said, Shannon. And look, I'm going to just say uh, apologetically, but unapologetically, if my eyes are just, you know, tearing, this is what it is, you know. uh, you know, it's a situation that we've welcomed Ryan Fitzpatrick into our Dolphin family, much like we've welcomed the Needhams, you know. And speaking of Dolphin family, we have Savak Melton here. And I'd love to bring you on in, my man, and just, you know, say hello to you before we get going with Shannon here and see what's going on in your world, despite uh, a heavy heart, I'm sure, on your own self. Mm, appreciate it and coming to you live but i guess by the time anybody hears this pre-recorded from panama city beach (laughs) um i'm doing well Uh, i guess aside from of course the heavy hearts condolences do go out to uh to the fitzpatrick family i think this one hits everybody and strikes a chord with us so um sending them hopes and prayers well, I appreciate that, and I'm sure everyone does. And we'll get right into it with Shannon, because uh, you know we uh, we know you're a busy, busy football mom out there in California. <laughs> so uh, we'll just go right into it. You know, 365 days is a long time. Last year, this time, is a kind of a different mindset going on over there. What has happened since has been kind of a roller coaster up and down in Nick's career, and now we are talking about him uh, in terms of week one maybe starting, huge role within the team, a little bit different than it was last year. How does that feel? And take us through, I guess, the last year. Oh, man, so much has been going on. Um, But with my regular conversations with Nick and knowing a lot about uh, football and the the league, nothing's guaranteed. Um, We keep ourselves optimistic. Um, We kind of have a theme between both of us to keep grinding, keep going. Um, Last year was... A extreme surprise the way things uh, turned out 
the way they started, the way they developed, the way they turned out, and um, couldn't be more proud of him. Uh, Nick's an amazing young man. Um, he's my only child. Um, I, I don't know, where, what do you, where do you want me to start? You want me to tell you about last year, going through the draft? You want, I mean, I, I got it all in my head. You have the prestigious honor of being the very first current Dolphin mother on the Fanatic Network. So really, the question to ask is, what is it like? You know, I know how I am, and I've seen Savak via telecast on how he watches Dolphin games. How do you go through this? How do you watch this stuff? Oh boy. Well, I'll tell you this, um, and I'll share a really fun experience with you. The first uh, preseason game, um, and you know, people were not real, uh, real friendly with Nick preseason, but all that stuff didn't matter to me. Um, when I walked into Hard Rock Stadium, that first preseason game, um, to see my son play in his first NFL game ever, a dream that he's dreamt about his entire life since he was four years old, um, I walked into the stadium um, prior to everybody going inside the stadium and I walked in and it wasn't until that I walked in and saw the seats and the lights and everything, I bawled my head off. I, I broke down, I cried. My husband was consoling me. There were you know, security guards around consoling me. Um, I explained to them what was going on and they were just really being really supportive and sweet and all the people that worked at Hard Rock Stadium were just amazing, but I couldn't stop crying. And I was trying to say, it was happy crying. Um, it was surprise crying. It was just overwhelming. So I wanted to share that with you. Um, I know Nick had a, a little bit of a rough time, a couple, couple of moments. You know, I'm his mom. I'm, I may have a little biased opinion. I thought he did amazing because um, I watch every move that he makes. And um, to me, you're playing in your first NFL games of your life. Um, you're going to have, you're going to have some jitters. You're going to have some mistakes. You're going to, see the crowd for the first time and have those jitters and, and have to work through that. But I think he did that. I, I think he got through all of his fears. He just kept pushing forward, kept grinding, kept going, and it all worked out for him. You have to excuse me. I'm sorry, Joel. You were saying that. I think my eyes were starting to water a little <laughs> bit. I was really feeling that. <laughs> yeah. My wife opened the door and there's like a dust storm that's just, just, just coming in. And it's like, sorry, guys. shut the door. Sorry, guys. <laughs> oh, no, it's okay. I mean, that's, that's amazing. It was just yeah. tugging at the heartstrings, you know? It was and beautiful. You did a good job putting us, setting the scene for us, putting us there. All right. Thank you. So well, it was real. It you, was fun. So can you put it into perspective what it means to go from defending tro against trolls to liking and retweeting artwork and edits and highlight videos of Nick? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, as I mentioned or may have mentioned, Nick's my only son. Um, I raised him for most of my life as a single mom, although he and his dad um, and I are, are uh, just a very unique family unit and we're, we're all good. And He's got a great dad. Um, so we're just not the traditional family um, background, but um, he was with me most of the time because his dad was, was busy at times, but um, he uh, and I developed quite the, the bond. And I'm, I'm one of those kind of protective mama bear types. Um, I did it his entire life. I mean, um, I think when he was younger, he appreciated it. Now he's, he's kind of like, mom, okay, I got this. He says, tone it down. But when you see people um, online, tearing your child apart with the most vicious, vile terms like garbage or um, he's worthless, things like that. Just put, everybody put yourself in that position as a parent. It doesn't matter whether you're in football or schooling, 
some profession, anything else. You hear that kind of stuff, you go on attack. And so I, I kind of stepped in a few times and, and beat up a few of the trolls. But um, in hindsight, I probably should have just let that stuff go. And, and Nick and I have come to an agreement, <laughs> a very strong agreement that I need to back off and just let that stuff fly over my head because it definitely flies over his. He doesn't pay attention. Um, but I'm still going to have that mama bear in me forever. <laughs> um, now <laughs> I, I see uh, pictures and things like that. And I, I, I love retweeting stuff. I, I, I love all the positive, positive um, commentary on any player. Um, not just Nick, all the players. I, I'm thrilled about it. I've always been a sports mom um, from when he was four years old up through, through now, whether it was his basketball, his um, football, anything else. Um, it was all about sports for us. I like that. And that's, that's really sweet. It's kind of cool because he's grown to kind of become a fan favorite now at this point too. <laughs> um, and don't worry, I think that that mama bear instinct is a very good thing to have. I think it's what helped him become the man he is today. And it's very awesome to see. Thank but, you. I mean, speaking of the backstory, though, I mean, let's start even before Nick. You yourself are an athlete and played a few different sports in your day. <laughs> I did. For those, of you, for those that don't know, uh, what, what did you excel in? Well, I didn't really excel at anything. <laughs> and that's part <laughs> of the problem. <laughs> but I tried. I never gave up. Um, I, will, I will give myself kudos. Um, I started skiing, snow skiing, when I was about four years old. Skied for probably about 12 years. Um, and when I talk about skiing, my family, we were the, the family that were in the trees doing stump jumps, doing everything else off, off the grid. Um, crazy stuff, mobile skiing, the highest, let's find the highest peak we can find doing that. Um, so skiing has been a big part of my life. Also, um, tennis and I played tennis for many years and up until recently when I had to stop because I had a recently had a knee replacement. Um, so now I have to find some other sports that I can do, but, um, everything's coming along just great. And I'll be back out on the courts soon, but yeah, I'd say skiing and tennis were my two big, I played many other sports, but I was horrible at them. He gets his uh, athletic skills from his dad, for sure. <laughs> well, it's a good mix. Sports is clearly in the DNA. And, you know, when you, you, know, you look back into the social media and obviously, you know, everything that's been going on, you know, he's got a lot of supporters. A lot of supporters from way back, you know, whether it's high school, even at UTEP. And I remember, you know, when we spoke, Initially, a couple of months back during last season, you mentioned the pro day that Nick went through. And there was kind of a contingency of his friends, his teammates that were really rooting him on. And when you told me that story, it spoke volumes of just guys cheering on three-cone drills and cheering yes. on just times. So can you take us through that moment and you kind of hanging out with his buddies and how that materialized? Sure. That was an amazing day. It was an amazing day um, for many reasons. First, my father, who's currently 81 years old, was there with me. My dad and I are very close. Um, he took the trip out to UTEP with me to go see his grandson um, do his pro day. And when we got there, we, um, it was a very, very windy day. That There were about 70, 75 mile an hour winds that day on the field. Um, and we chose to sit on the opposite side of the Sun Bowl. And we were sitting with, you may have heard the name, Aaron Jones, a very good dear friend of Nick's, um, great family, the Jones family. And he took us through. He took us through the whole pro day. We sat there. He sat there with a stopwatch. 
he explained to me what they were doing on the field. He said that when Nick did his, I think it was his shuttle drill or his three cone drill. Um, I think it was the shuttle. He, he timed it and looked at me and he said, oh, that was good. That was great. And you could hear all of Nick's teammates from the minors on the other side of the, the stadium with all of their stopwatches screaming their brains out, cheering, jumping up and down in the stands. It was just it was just guys from the team. There were no fans. There were no anybody. It was just a team and a family event. But you could also, um, I think Aaron mentioned to me, he said, yeah, watch watch the um, scouts down there that are timing and watch their facial expressions. And you could see a couple of them when he did his 40-yard dash. He had to do it twice. The first one he ran a 4-3. Um, and that was into the wind. The other one was, I think it was like, I don't remember what the, the time was, but they didn't report it properly. And Aaron looked at me and he said, oh, look at their faces. And I looked down and all the scouts were talking and writing stuff down. And he goes, that was, a, he said that was a good one. So it was really fun. Um, just really enjoyed the day. My dad was just beaming with, with pride. Um, we, we, and we always love going to UTEP. Uh, El Paso is kind of a, a fun town. The people there are so nice, and we just we made it a big football day. So it was cool. That's fantastic. Oh, Good nice. stuff. And that story about the wind, just for people that aren't like draft junkies like, you know, myself and, and combine and metrics, two-tenths of a second, that's five rounds. That's millions of dollars. And to have an intangible like gusts of wind – these are hurdles that Nick has kind of metaphorically, you know, leaped over. And it's just kind of case in point to that keep grinding mentality. So that was just me kind of just throwing that little nugget in there for everyone to know just how fine line it is to hear a name called or, or to not. Absolutely. Oh, and just to mention, too, the wind, they had to keep replacing all of the markers and the cones um, because they kept blowing all over the stadium. They couldn't, they couldn't keep them down. It was pretty funny. There is a local story to this too. So if anybody wants to do some homework, it's it's all all that all documented for some homework out there. Cool. Mm -hmm. So can you take us through a little bit of the, the rest of the draft process from that point up through that April weekend? Cringeworthy is my big word. Cringe. Um, yes, it, it was it was amazing. I mean. Leading up to the draft, we went, uh, Nick invited me to go out there for the pre-draft uh, draft activities out in uh, Nashville. So I had the opportunity to do that. Um, but we came back before the draft started. Didn't think he was gonna get picked in the first few rounds, obviously. Um, but got home in time to uh, get together with family. Um, had a big family gathering. My parents lived down in uh, Capo Beach. Um, beautiful setting, had the whole family there. And we went through the whole process with him. Um, to me, the most anxious part of the whole experience was Nick having two bars of cell phone charge on his phone. And I, I, I was literally having anxiety over that. And he kept saying, Mom, it's fine. It's fine. Just don't worry about it. <laughs> I'm like, charge your phone. Does anybody have a phone charger? Like, let's get the phone charger. So it's kind of frantic in that respect. Um, we had a big family, group of family at the house. Um, Nick was very calm. He was so calm. I was not calm, but I hid it very well. I, I just stayed quiet. Um, I shushed a lot of people that day because I wanted to hear and see, and, and we had it on the big screen. Um, Nick's girlfriend was there at the time, sitting next to him on the couch. 
as the time went by, as the, the draft picks were picked and we were listening and his name wasn't being called, he moved closer and closer to me on the couch to the point where it was towards the end. He literally nuzzled next to me and then put his head on my lap. And I could, I could feel my heart beating out of my chest and just praying that he could not feel that because I was so nervous and so sad about what, what I was experiencing with him. But he remained cool throughout the whole thing. Um, lots of phone calls came in for him from lots of teams. I'm not going to name the names. It, it happened the entire day of the draft. Um, we got you next. Get ready to answer your phone. And I'm looking at those cell bars saying, get, 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 plug in your phone, plug in your phone. Um, still didn't do that. Um, but it was, it, was very, it was very tough as a parent to go through that with your child because it was almost, it was, it was heart-wrenching. I'm going to say that, heart-wrenching. Um, but we got through it, and despite getting all the phone calls and the, the, you know, where you're up next, you're up next, and we'd hear another corner being picked by that very team, move on to the next round. And it came down to the final round, and we're, we're watching the board, we're watching, you know, the whole thing happen. And then at the very end, they named Mr. Irrelevant. And my heart sunk. And Nick just sat there, all of us, it was silence in the room. My father, who I mentioned earlier at the, at the pro day, walked out of the room. And all of a sudden, um, Nick's phone literally, like within, I'm going to say within a minute, it, it was probably less than that, his phone just started blowing up. Team after team after team after team. And he made his choice wisely. Let's just put it that way. And he finally said, I got to take this call. And he got up and he walked into my dad's office. And we're all sitting there saying, who, what's happening? What's happening? And my dad comes back out and says, what's happening? And I said, just shh. And a few seconds later, we heard him talking to some people. He comes back in and he goes, I'm going to Miami. And we all busted out champagne, we exciting, screaming, yelling, crying, jumping up and down. It was the most joyous moment of that day, of that week, of that year. So that's how it happened. And then he was off, he was off to Miami after that. That wow. is magnificent. <laughs> I had to keep catching myself. No <laughs> Yeah, see, again, I, I had to keep catching myself because, you know, that dust water enough. Yeah, <laughs> right? There, there must Sorry, be a draft guys. in here or something. No. Well, I'm on blood pressure medicine because of it, I'm sure. That's maybe that, or maybe I put on a few too many pounds this year. But I've been on the same blood pressure medicine as a dolphin fan since 93, so don't worry about it. <laughs> That's awesome. But it's all good. No, I, I, respect, the, I respect the process. I know they, they can't show their hands, they can't show their cards. They gotta, it's, it's a business, and they've got to do the best they can. That, that draft board's a dynamic, moving, living board. Um, for every pick, it shifts that board. So I understand that, too. Um, going into it, I understood that. So, you know, everything changes. Everything changes. The teams have to build their team in the best way possible that, with the people that are left. And I think they did that, um, and I think that the choices were done wisely, and the Dolphins got a good one. No question there. And uh, I like to pride myself on a semi-decent football eye in the jersey department. Sometimes, much more than others, 
like a stock. The jersey, the rookie year jersey, more times than not, stays within the closet for a couple of decades. So I'm very confident in his abilities, and it's a lot of fun watching him play. Oh, thank you. Appreciate the support. Of course. And so it's now become a near legend or a motivational tale of Nick being told to get a bit more in shape, which he clearly did. But on top of the extreme training and the diet and change to master his craft, when he got that call up before the Washington game, what was that like for the both of you? Oh, man. Well, I'll tell you what was a miracle for that particular weekend is I had already booked my flight um, for that particular weekend. And I was flying out there that week. Um, and even better than that, I had no idea where the team was staying. So I happened to book my hotel at the only hotel I could find available. And it happened to be the, the hotel that the team was staying. So kind of divine intervention, maybe, right? Um, but it wasn't until after I was preparing for my trip, I got the phone call from him and he said, mom, I'm playing this weekend. I'm like, perfect, I'm gonna be there. So it worked out, it worked out great. And it was, it was just absolutely thrilling. I, I, again, walked into the stadium again, did my, my moment of crying, tears, tears, the whole bit. But then I just watched him ball out and it was, it was amazing. And I was so happy and blessed to be there. Like, who knew I'd, who knew I'd be there on that weekend? Because I didn't go to every game. What I absolutely love is that, absolutely. And, uh, you know, these days it's really very important to kind of, you know, embrace the spirituality and kind of things happen for reasons, whether they're good, they're bad. And uh, that Washington game, you know, I I did a lot of watching of that particular game, finding those first couple of uh, bits of production. His first tackle was on a a future Hall of Fame running back of Adrian Peterson in the open field. So that's something that not a lot of people can tackle Adrian Peterson in the open field. So that's a credit to Nick Bear. It was it was super fun. Amazing. I just like I said, I was so proud. We we're all so proud of him. And I just was thrilled to see, you know, the Dolphins do so good and just just to be a part of it. So it was great. And we know you have that time restraint. We're gonna get you out of here on one last kind of little nugget of information and kind of a, a half question. Uh, I like to mention painstaking agony that I'm from New York on every show, but leads into a very, very happy moment for me is growing up, I would always look at the New York Post and New York Newsday and just flip it to the back page and just go right to the sports. And one glorious day, although I'm in Philadelphia on November 4th, 2019, I flipped it and it was Nick Needham sacking Sam Darnold. A little bit of a backstory locally there. Is a teeny bit. Could, we, could you give us the cliff note version and, you know. Sure. Cliff note version is, as you, most of you know, we're from San Clemente. Sam Darnold's from San Clemente. Nick played with him. Nick, uh, Sam was a couple years younger than him, but Nick did play with them. They're friends. Um, Sam is kind of the, the king of the city here in San Clemente. Um, but long story short, in Nick's, Nick's tenure, the whole time he's been in football, he never really gets credit for anything. So people don't even know who he is here. It's pretty funny. Um, but the people in my office know because I have that very picture blown up on a huge canvas that's behind my desk and all the Giants and the Kansas City fans that walk by, have to, when they come to ask me a question, they have to stand and stare at that picture <laughs> every time they come in my office. It's awesome. But yeah, um, 
as far as Sam Darnold, when people ask me, oh, who is your son? I've said, oh, yeah, he, he, it's Nick Needham. And they're like, oh, we've never heard of him. I'm just like, well, did you watch the Dolphins uh, Jeff game? And they're people from here. And I, they're like, yeah, we saw it. And I said, do you remember Sam Darnold getting sacked? They're like, yeah. I said, well, that was my son. Sorry. Sorry. Mic drop. I'm sorry. That's I'm, fantastic. I'm not trying to be catty, but maybe just a little bit. Hey, it is, it's, it's well earned. Yeah, I mean, because you got <laughs> to love the dichotomy there, you know. <laughs> Sam Darnold, the first-round pick. Nick Nick goes undrafted. Yeah. Just So to have that moment to be able to blow it up onto a canvas, I mean, I'd, I'd be showing it off too. Like, yeah, that, that's my son, you see? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But I will say this. I don't know Sam. I've never met him. I heard he's an amazing young man. Um, he's also a great basketball player, and my – Husband knows him from basketball world. Um, said that the family, the whole Darnold family, they're they're amazing people. So I just want to put that in there too. I'm proud of him. No complaints over Sam Darnold in the personality department. I hear he's good. I hear he's a very good basketball player. And uh, you know, I think Nick happens to be a LeBron guy. I'm a Jordan guy, so I don't know if that's a, a situation for another day. But that is. was Nick. That was the second sport. Was it basketball? Or were there any other sports to be excited that real quick? Uh, Joe, so it's those two, but I will say this, that if had he played soccer, we had a family soccer tournament um, for one, I think it was like a Mother's Day or some one of the kids' parties, and we all, I brought soccer jerseys from all over, the, I bought them at a thrift store from all different teams, and we all wore soccer jerseys, and we went out, and I was horrible, once again. Nick blew everybody away with his footwork, and he was like the, he was the MVP of that day. So he said he, if he would have played soccer, he would have been out there balling. There it is. So I guess, Shannon, if you have any last things to say to the fanatics out there. Oh, man. Sure. I just want to say, you know, everybody, take care of your loved ones. Um, I'm really thrilled to be part of the, the Finns family. Um, love you all. God bless you all. Um, stay safe. Um, and let's go Finns. What's the thing? What is it? Is it I don't know. Fins up. You can do fins up. You can, okay, that's you cool. Fins up works. No one's going to argue with you anyway. I mean, people have seen what happens when that goes down. So. I dare you to argue with me. I'm really good at that, too. <laughs> Do not argue smoke. with Shannon. Do not throw on her son. That's the medium way, right? I love you all. Thank you very much for your time, Shannon. Be well. You got it. You too, guys. Thanks so much. And that All was right. Shannon Needham. What a show. And, uh, you know, that's just a great perspective, Savak. Did you take anything really just, just overall from, you know, what Shannon had to say? Yeah, a lot of stuff. But most importantly, that I, I love my mama. <laughs> and I'm going to call her as soon as we get done here. Um, but wow, what, what a journey that was. And to, to hear that story from that perspective, from the inside, I mean, that, that's something else. And truly grateful to have her on the show. That was fantastic. Thank you again, Shannon. She, you know, football fan through and through. And uh, I think, you know, if she ever, I don't know her exact profession, but, I, you know, she could be an ESPN anchor. I mean, the way that she broke down the draft, how, you know, she you know, spoke about, you know, how it was, I think the words that she used is kind of like a living organism, you know. Mm -hmm. I don't think true words could ever really be spoken by someone who actually lived through the process. And uh, what a fun story. What, what are right, it's nice. very, it's very, very apparent that she is much more than just a football player's mom. <laughs> and that, that was because 
What a way to phrase that. Just like you said there, the living, breathing machine, the organism that's changing. That, that was, that was kind of surreal. And I did, I felt, I felt part of that process, you know? And uh, to, you know, get everybody out of here to wrap up this episode, uh, you know, of course, the some, some news that went on on this Saturday morning was the trade of linebacker Raekwon McMillan to the Las Vegas Raiders. And, uh, you know, I believe that as per Barry Jackson, as per Cam Wolf, the other reporters out there who are sending the compensation report that it's a fifth rounder on top of Raekwon McMillan in return for a fourth rounder. So it's really just kind of like an uptick. What are your thoughts of mm. the overall move? Well, I guess since it seemed as if he was on his way out, regardless, it's nice to get a little bit of value for him. Um, it's always sad to see, see players leaving, I think, especially from recent draft classes. You, you never really want to see that sort of thing because it, then it comes across as you, you feel like, well, we failed there or we dropped the ball, but I'm glad we were able to get some compensation for it. And the silver lining there being that, well, that means that we have a good room and that he no longer fit into what we were trying to get done. So all we can do is hope for the best that I think our room, our linebacking core will be better for it. I fully agree. I think that was the most eloquent way, eloquent way to put it. And my flub is the reason why you're going to read some uh, copy and tell everyone where to find us and all that other fun stuff. But uh, did not flub. Yep. <laughs> That's right, Fanatics. So make sure you subscribe to the Fanatics Miami Dolphins podcast. Of course, that is available where podcasts are available. That Apple podcast, Google podcast, Spotify basically anywhere you can find a podcast get on there we do what we do for all of you so get on there leave us a nice review okay remember to follow us on the fanatics network on youtube youtube.com slash fanatics network and of course follow us on twitter at fin underscore addicts and don't forget the hotline of course we love hearing from you guys we love your feedback ask questions of our guests I mean, call in, make fun of us, make fun of what we're wearing. Whatever you want to say, we're probably going to air it on the show. The number is 786-309-7558. One more time, 786-309-7558. We're looking forward to hearing from you guys. And with that, I think we can call that a show, right? Savak, send it in, Melton. That was perfect. Thank you for everybody who are listening out there. Thanks for everybody who's doing everything. Have a terrific day, weekend, week. Fins up, everybody. Whoop. Fins up. <laughs>